Hi, and welcome again to Cycling Talk Podcast. Thanks to everybody for listening and sharing the podcast. It's great to know that you guys are enjoying the show. Remember, you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at cycling.talk.podcast and on Twitter at cycling underscore talk. In this episode, I'm joined by Vitus Pro Rider from the Isle of Man, Tom Mazzoni. Thank you for joining me today, Tom. No problem at all. Thank you for having me on. Can you tell me some of your early memories of riding a bike? Uh, yeah, well, I started riding a bike when I was about three years old. And uh, yeah, since then, I just kind of enjoyed it as a kid and I just couldn't get me off it then. And I was doing jumps and everything along my street from like the age of five. So yeah, probably those are the early memories of just riding around like a mad kid on my bike. Did the rest of your family ride? Um, my dad did a little bit of downhill mountain biking, but apart from that, um, when I grew up, obviously my brother started, my little brother's three years younger than me and he started riding as well. So I've had a good training partner since uh, he started riding as well. What was the first bike that you were really excited about? Uh, I think it was it'd be a long time ago now. I'm not sure exactly what, Christmas it would have been but it was kind of the first real BMX racing bike I asked for um, and I remember it being a bright red um, yeah just a nice racing bike and I must have been up at like 5am that Christmas morning because I was so excited to get it. So were you into riding BMXing and things like that? Yeah that's where I really started to be honest um, in my hometown on the Isle of Man in Ramsey we had like a little BMX track and um, yeah, ever since I could ride a bike, I used to go down there and meet all my mates and, and ride down there until it got dark or my parents come down to find me and see where I were. Do you remember your first race? <sighs> Probably would have been, I don't remember exactly, but it definitely would have been at the BMX track. And we used to like, uh, basically I was just racing all my mates, but it was like, once you get that competitive spirit, you just go mad. And I remember, I think the course used to take us about a minute or a minute and 30 seconds and you used to just go absolutely flat out. And that was just it. You just give it everything and you come over the line and you just be breathing and breathing and just trying to get your breath back for about 10 minutes afterwards. Did you ride for a local club? Uh, yeah, so I started with the, the Ramsey BMX club. And then as I grew up a little bit, we started with, um, it's Royal London 360 now. You may have raced against some of the young guys that come across, um, but it used to be Scottish Provident back when we were racing. Um, so yeah, it was like a, an Isle of Man team almost, and we used to travel away with them as well. So how big is the Isle of Man? Are there a lot of places to ride? Um... I think when you were younger, you used to think, oh, everything was so far away. But now if I'm doing a big training ride, I'll usually do like at least one lap of the island to do four or five hours. I think it's, it'll be about 50K long and 21K wide, I think, at the widest point. So it's not very big at all. <laughs> what sort of training were you doing when you were younger? Uh, to be honest, I wasn't really training so to speak I was just kind of riding my bike and enjoying it um, 
I didn't really start training until I was much older. I was just going out on my bike because I loved to go out on my bike, really. Was cycling always your first sport or did you do another sport? Um, when I was at school, I obviously did all the other sports, football, rugby. Um, but to be honest, even when we played like games after school, I was like, oh, I can't wait to go back and ride my bike. And you just get the rugby game over and run home and then go out for, for a ride before it gets dark. So you live on the Isle of Man. When was the first time that you travelled to the mainland to race and how was that different? Uh, I think it would have been probably when I was around 12 years old. Um, maybe a little bit younger, but we used to, as I mentioned there, the Royal London team, we used to come over as a, a big group of kids on the boat and then travel on a minibus. And the first one that I properly remember is when we used to go to Southport for the regional championships. And we come over on the 6am boat and then we get a minibus from Liverpool dock up to Southport, do all our races and then come back on the boat the same night. And it was like a mad rush all day. But that was the first racing that I remember and it used to be really fun racing with all the, uh, the guys in the Northwest. So what was it like having some of your regional races on the mainland and some of your regional races on the Isle of Man? Yeah, well, we had our, our racing around the Tuesday night league throughout the year anyway. Um, and then we usually travel to the UK to do like bigger events, like the regional championships and stuff like that. So it wasn't too different and we didn't really notice. But when we used to go away, it used to be a big thing for us anyway. Were there a lot of other riders from the Isle of Man that were the same age as you? Um, yeah, I mean, when when the, we started, it used to be like hundreds of kids and they start on the Tuesday Night League, they start at, I think, four or five years old. And from when the parents push them around for one lap of the NFC, which is a kilometre long, to under 16s, and it like whittles down year by year, obviously with people deciding to carry on with studies or, or just take a different interest or a different liking to a different sport. Um, but yeah, it kind of whittled down and there must have been probably 30 or 40 still by the time I was under 16. So there was quite a lot of riders still. And then uh, the best of us kind of went away and did the races as if you wanted to do the races at that age as well. Mm. With the NFC League, they, they have about, in total, I know now the numbers are around 500 people per Tuesday night. So that, that's across all age categories from, from, like I say, the three-year-olds to the 16-year-olds. But it's like, it's at least 250, 300 kids every week. That's a lot of children. <laughs> yeah, in one place, it's a bit, it's a bit mad down there. There's, there's not as many kids in my region that ride, but it's strange because it's such a small place. Yeah, it has so many people that are interested in riding. Yeah, I mean, apart from sport, I don't think there's that much else to do on the half man anyway. But yeah, I think the heritage of cycling is kind of building it more and more and everyone wants to have a go, especially now 
that cycling is growing so much and, and it's becoming more attractive to, to younger kids as well, isn't it? Mm. How did you find the transition from regional racing to national racing? Uh, I mean, when I was younger, uh, I didn't really notice it too much apart from we had to travel to all our races anyway. So anytime we went away, it felt like a national race. Um, but I didn't, I didn't really notice the difference in level of racing when I was younger. But when I started to get to junior and we started doing the national series, then I kind of felt it was a lot harder and a lot tougher to do well. So that's kind of when I got to about 15 or 16, I started thinking I'm actually going to have to, to do some proper training now. So in 2018, you rode in the tour series and crashed, breaking your collarbone. How did you recover from this experience? Uh, yeah, well, it was a tough moment, really, because that's the first serious injury I'd had. Um, and it was quite early in the year with Holdsworth. And I was hoping to have a really good year that year with the races that we'd been promised. And um, so it was, it was difficult to, to take at the time, but... I remember going home and I was in I was in the hyperbaric chamber every day, which is like an oxygen chamber, to to try and help it recover as fast as possible, so I could get back on the bike um, and get back racing. But yeah, I think the time off the bike made me realise that I still I still enjoy doing it, and I wanted to get to get back out racing as soon as I could. Yeah, how long did you actually spend off of the bike? Uh, I think I maybe had two weeks off and then I did because I had to travel back from the UK and uh, I couldn't do that until the tour series had finished because I couldn't drive my car um, so I had to get taken to the boat and everything um, and then travel home and start my rehab from there. But I think I had two weeks off and then I was kind of trying to get back on the turbo and Riding on, I think it would have been the early days of Zwift back then as well. So mm -hmm. I was back on there as soon as I could. In 2019, you became the TLI National Road Race Champion. How did it feel to take that win? Yeah, it was really good. It was like right at the end of the year. But um, it's always a tough race to win, really, because it's it can become quite tactical. Um, but yeah, I was really happy how I rode that day and... Uh, it was good to take the win. It's nice to have the national vans as well. We, we race at the, with TLI on the Isle of Man, so I can wear that at home and in the UK as well. So um, you rode the Commonwealth Games road race mm -hmm. for the Isle of Man. How did that feel? Yeah, well, that was a really special moment for me. and That's probably one of the biggest highlights of my career, to be honest because being able to represent the Isle of Man at, at that kind of stage is, is something you don't really get the opportunity to do that often. Um, so it's a really, really special experience, really. And I got to share it with my brother as well. And just the whole Commonwealth Games atmosphere was, was really great. And yeah, the, the race didn't quite turn out how I'd hoped, but at the same time, I learned a good few lessons and uh, hopefully you can take that into the next Commonwealth Games and uh, hopefully fight for a medal. So I only really know you from road racing. 
But in 2019, you did some of the National Trophy cyclocross races. How did you find them? Yeah, I really enjoyed them, really. It was, it was more to support my brother a little bit as well, because he did a little bit of cyclocross racing in 2018. And um, he did the National Championships, which was down in Kent. And yeah, I just loved the atmosphere and everything. I was like, I wish I was racing. Wish I could have a go. And then the next year he planned on doing the full national trophy series. Um, so I thought, oh, if he's going, I'll, we may as well all make it a bit of a trip. And I had a go myself as well and really enjoyed the, the whole atmosphere of cross racing because it's really different to, to what you get on a road race. But yeah, it's really good to test yourself technically and physically as well. Yeah, me and my family actually went to Gravesend. Yeah, it would have been the same, yeah. I think I would have been there as well, but I was watching that one. It was a good and atmosphere. Then, yeah, when I, when I was watching it, it really made me look forward to when I can do national races because it was just such a great eye-opener into what the racing is like. Yeah, you, you always kind of... It gives you motivation, doesn't it? To once you're watching from the sidelines, it's good to to have that to aspire to as well. Was that the first time that you had actually rode cross? Yeah, um, the first cross race I did was actually the national trophy in Derby, so it was a big shock to the system. And that one was it was a pretty tough day actually because it was dry all weekend, and I thought, oh. Not too bad. I'll, I'll, I'll go all right here. And then on the Sunday morning of the race, absolutely chucked it down with rain. And I only had one bike anyway. And everyone was talking about tyre pressures and everything. And I was like, what have I got myself in for? But I really enjoyed the race anyway. But um, yeah, it was good fun and a good experience. Yeah, everybody always talks about what tyre pressure you've got when you're at the cross. <laughs> Yeah, it's like on the start line, how, how much PSI have you got? And yeah. Yeah. But it makes a big difference, I think, doesn't it? So it's one you've got to think about. So you also did mountain biking, competing in the National Mountain Bike Marathon and a round of the National XC at Canuck Chase. These are very different mountain bike disciplines. How do they compare? Yeah, they are very different. I mean, the marathon champs was, I think just over 100k and it must have been I think 3,000, three and a half thousand meters of elevation as well so it was um, it was actually on the Isle of Man as well so that's the main reason we did that one um, but the cross-country champs is I'd say it's it's similar to a cyclocross race but a little bit more extreme um, but yeah, that was kind of just to check out the Canic Chase course because I mentioned there the Commonwealth Games in, in Birmingham in 2022. That is the course for the mountain bike race. So I just wanted to have a look at that as well to see if that was a possible option to, to race that at the Commonwealth Games as well. Yeah. So can you only ride one discipline at the Commonwealth Games or can you ride more? As far as I'm aware, you can ride them all. Um, big, each nation gets an allocation of riders. So, for example, in uh, the Gold Coast, I think the Isle of Man got nine cyclists, 
but you can only field, I think it was eight riders, um, eight riders in the road race, two riders on the track, um, one in the mountain bike race. Um, but you can, each rider can ride all three or one of the other, but most of the time, the bigger nations are very specialized. So they'll have a mountain biker, track riders and road riders, but because we are a small nation, we don't really have the strength in depth. So it gives us the opportunity to possibly ride other disciplines if we're good enough or have proved that we can, we can compete at, at the Commonwealth Games level. Do you plan to do more off-road racing in the future? Um, possibly. It's something I really enjoyed doing, but this year, obviously, we didn't get a chance to, to ride any cyclocross or anything. But, yeah, I'd like to do... I like the look of the gravel racing and stuff. It looks like uh, a lot of fun. And, uh, yeah, I'd like to do more in the future, I think. Yeah. So, obviously, as you said, riding and racing has been a bit different this year because of coronavirus. But you still managed to get some racing in. And earlier this year, you won the Isle of Man Road Race Championships. How did it feel to win that for the second time? Yeah, it's been a strange year, as you say. But I started racing in February out in Belgium with my team. Um, and then I pretty much didn't race again until the national champ or the Isle of Man champs, which was, I think, in October now. Um, but obviously having to go home and stuff, I had to quarantine for two weeks. And it was a bit of a strange, strange time. I went home to see my family and everything. Um, but on the Isle of Man, they're pretty much living like normal. And there's not been a case of coronavirus there for about 100 days because, because the borders are so strict. Um, it's, it's been very hard for people to travel. Um, but yeah, it felt really good to win win the champs and kind of end the year on a high for me and uh, give me a bit more motivation and look forward to next year now and hopefully carry that on. Yeah, the trophies looked absolutely massive. <laughs> yeah, and, well, to be honest, I went to collect the trophy from uh, from the organiser and I didn't realise how heavy it was. He goes to me, I hope you've got a strong arm. And I grabbed the trophy and I nearly dropped it because it was so heavy. <laughs> So your team, Vitus Pro, did a lot of Zwift riding during lockdown, including doing an Everesting challenge on Zwift. What was that experience like? Yeah, we did. I think at the start, it was just trying to keep, stay competitive because we didn't really know when the next race was going to be. So we all kind of piled onto Zwift and uh, it was quite enjoyable. But then we we did the Everesting challenge for... Um, one of our team partners, which is also a, a charity called the Campaign Against Living Miserably. And mm. um, so we tried to raise some money for them. Um, so I think myself, um, a few of the other riders and Sherry did the challenge, but it was certainly tough, um, especially doing it indoors on Zwift. It was, it was really different. I think I would have preferred to do it outdoors, to be honest, because you don't realise how much you sweat and everything and it takes a lot out of you. But yeah, as I say, we did it for a good cause and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. So you've done a virtual Everest. Would you ever do an Everesting challenge in real life? I think I would like to, yeah. Um, one of my teammates, Adam Kenway, went for the, the I think it was the national Everesting record 
earlier in the year and I watched him do it and uh, he was certainly in a lot of pain doing that but I think I'd like to have a go anyway and test myself but I think I'd like to do it somewhere on the Isle of Man as well so we can have my family and stuff supporting me. Is the Isle of Man very hilly or no? Uh, it's not majorly hilly, we only have kind of one real mountain but um, the highest point on the island I think is around 600 metres. So Snaefell Mountain is only classed as a mountain by about 10 metres or so, I think. Um, so it's not super hilly, but it's, it's quite rolling. So you're always going up or down, um, which actually takes a lot out of your legs when you're on a training ride. But there's some pretty steep climbs you can find as well. So Yeah, you'll just have to keep going up and down that until you make it all the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Sherry Pridham, a Vitus Pro DS, is a friend of the podcast and has previously done a great interview with us. We were sad to hear that Vitus Pro will be finishing at the end of 2020. Would you like to say anything about the team? Yeah, obviously it's a big shame to lose the team and uh, to lose Sherry from the cycling scene as well because she's put so much into it over the years having the team in one form or another for, for 11 years, I believe. So, yeah, it's a real shame for, for the team and for Sherry. But um, from what I've experienced this year, it was it's a great family atmosphere. And um, I've, I'm glad to call Sherry my friend. And, uh, yeah, it's been good to share a strange experience with her. But um, I think we've, we've all come out stronger on the other side. Mm. What are your plans for 2021? Do you have a new team? Uh, I'm currently working on that at the moment. Um, I've not confirmed a team next year yet, but um, I have a few options, so hopefully I'll get something sorted. But, um, yeah, hopefully um, I'm looking forward to, to racing in 2021. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Can you tell me about Ride? Yeah, Ride is basically my business that I set up um, at the beginning of 2019. More looking towards my future and hopefully something I can build on when I stop racing. But basically it offers coaching, mentoring and like cycling experiences um, for some of my corporate clients and stuff at home back in the Isle of Man and also visitors that come across to the Isle of Man and want to uh, have a guided tour around the island and see the best spots. That sounds really cool. What sort of training are you doing now? Um, I've kind of returned back to a, a normal routine that I would at this time of year, so just long, steady miles. Um, obviously, we don't know 100% what's going to happen yet, but I'm just training as normal, and hopefully we can uh, prepare well, and hopefully everything turns out and we can get racing again in early next year. Yeah. Do you prefer to ride alone or with other people? Um, I think there's a time for both, really. Sometimes I enjoy going out by myself and just having my own headspace and being able to, to ride alone and do whatever I want, go wherever I want. Um, but also at the same time that you can, you can have a great time socialising with other riders when you're out training. It makes the time go a lot quicker. Um, but yeah, I think definitely it's time for both but I enjoy probably riding with the group a little bit more but um, 
I think I've got used to training by myself at the moment anyway. Do you train with your brother Leon a lot? We have done previously, but um, at the moment I'm in the UK living and he's back on the Isle of Man. So, um, yeah, I'm just training alone at the moment um, and he's training alone as well. But, uh, yeah, usually we, we train a lot together. We have probably quite a lot of arguments as well because <laughs> if I'm feeling good and he's not feeling good, he'll tell me and the same vice versa. But, no. We push each other on and it's, it's healthy competition, I think, to help us both improve. Mm. Where do you see yourself in five years' time? Good question. Um, I'm kind of looking towards, in my cycling career anyway, looking towards the next Commonwealth Games. Um, and from there, in 2022, I'm going to see how I feel um, mentally and physically and then decide where to go from there, really. But... Yeah, for the next two years, I'm, I'm focused on cycling anyway, and then we'll see from now on. What's your favourite race that you've done? Um, probably the Commonwealth Games, to be honest. It was a really good experience as a race and also being able to represent the Isle of Man, but quite a bit closer to home. I really enjoy doing the Cycle Classic. Um, I don't know if you've seen that one, but... It's a bit of a crazy race with off-road sections and uh, we go down farm lanes and everything, but that's probably one of my favourite favorite races in the, in the UK anyway. Is there a race that you would really like to do but haven't done yet? Uh, probably the most obvious one is the Tour of Britain. Um, I've never ridden the Tour of Britain. I've done the Tour of Yorkshire and uh, that was really special, being able to experience the crowds there, but... Obviously, that was only three days and the Tour of Britain's a week long and the pinnacle of UK racing, really. So hopefully I get the opportunity to do that um, either this year or next year. Um, but we'll see. Where's your favourite place to ride for fun? Um, probably, I do like to ride at home on the Isle of Man, but I also like to explore new roads and new places on the bike so I'd like to say I'd like to say I like to go home and ride in the Isle of Man but at the same time I'd like to go to places that I've never ridden before and uh, experience them too. You should definitely come down and ride in Devon and maybe Dartmoor or somewhere like that. Yeah well I, I come down to Dartmoor for my birthday actually earlier in the year and um, we've got some family friends down in Plymouth and uh, I was lucky enough to do some camping on, on Dartmoor and I thought oh, this would be a, a gorgeous place to ride your bike so yeah I'll definitely hope to come back down and, and ride around there soon. Because I'm more near North Devon so that's more near Exmoor. I mean Exmoor is great to ride for a long road ride but it's very very hilly. <laughs> yeah I can imagine. Who's your favourite current rider? Um, I wouldn't, I don't say, I wouldn't say I have a favourite rider, um, but I, I like, I always support an underdog in, in races a lot of the time when you're watching it on, on the TV, um, but more I enjoy watching the racing that, uh, that's aggressive and, you know, the exciting races and the classics and stuff like that, so 
yeah, anyone who's uh, attacking or or doing something crazy in the classics, probably. Do you like watching road racing, or do you prefer to watch other disciplines? Uh, to be honest, I watch all disciplines. I just I love cycling. So whether it's a road race, cyclocross race, mountain bike, um, I'll always try and watch either highlights or watch it live. But yeah, each has something to offer a little bit different, and uh, I enjoy watching watching all of them really. Who is your favourite rider of all time? Um, I'm probably a little bit biased, but um, I probably have to say Mark Cavendish. Um, I kind of I grew up aspiring to be like Mark, and uh, he's obviously one of the greatest sprinters of all time as well. Um, and I've also had the, the chance to train with him stuff over the last couple of years and get to know him and see how hard he works as well for his success. So, yeah, probably a bit biased, but Mark Cavendish for sure. <laughs> Do you have any advice for young riders? Uh, for me, probably just enjoy it as much as you can, especially like even at your age, just if you enjoy riding your bike, then, then go out and, and ride for however long you want. But I think if you don't enjoy it, it's, it's too hard not to do. Um, but for me, enjoyment is probably the biggest part. And if you're not enjoying it, then you have to look at it and think, do I really want to do this sport? Because when you get a little bit older and you have to work so hard to, to get to a good level, then uh, you'll soon find out that if you don't enjoy it, then it's, it's probably not worth doing. You have five minutes before you head down to the start of a race. What's on your playlist to get you motivated? Uh, it depends what kind of race, really. If it was like a crit or something, it's probably something a bit heavy dance music or something like that to to kind of get your get your adrenaline and stuff going but if it's at the start of a, a big road race or something just something quite chilled to be honest um get you in a good good mindset and something that's going to be stuck in your head probably for the first hour or two <laughs> thank you for joining me today tom no problem at all thank you very much for having me on following the recording of this episode Shari Pridham announced that she would be the first ever female director sportif of a world tour team. I'd like to wish Shari all the best for the future with Team Israel Startup Nation. Thanks so much to Tom for coming on the podcast and chatting with me. I'm sure he's got a great career ahead of him and I look forward to seeing what he achieves in the future. You can find my podcast on Spotify, Acast, my website, and all the usual podcast places. See you on the bike.